You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. Hey everybody, Bing is for doing and we are doing the finale of Falling Skies, season 2, episode 10, a more perfect union episode, or hour 2 I guess it is. I'm Tamara Berg, I'm joined in studio by Daryl Kristen. Hey everybody. Sophia Stanley. Hello. Steve Bottomley. Hi. And we have Marissa and John in the booth, yes? Both of you? Yes, we're both here. Hey. Welcome John. Yes, welcome John. We haven't met you before tonight, so we're happy you're with us. Okay, big deal. Season finale. We knew it was going to be explosive, but there were a lot of surprises, and boy, were we wrong on our predictions. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Mm, I failed. That's how predictions work. (laughs) I know. I know. Prediction. I think real quickly we should talk about Twitter for a second here. I think you've got a very good point to make. Yeah, you do, Sophia. We've been talking about this. We've been tweeting about this this week. Yeah, so I am very much on the Twitter universe for Falling Skies, uh, for TNT, as well as for all of the cast and the crew. And so I started to notice that several of the cast members not only were tweeting that they were already in Vancouver, obviously for season three, but more importantly that they were already reading the scripts and that the script was, in fact, amazing. So therefore we knew that they were still alive which helped predictions but then also irritated me a little bit at the same time so we were very aware that Maggie Sarah Carter uh, Drew Roy Drew Roy and Connor Jessup that they would in fact be surviving mm-hmm. uh, the episode however I just want to point out that part of my prediction is actually kind of correct but we'll get to that towards the end okay but I also want to talk about <laughs> stinking Peter Shinkoda oh my goodness no boy did he really keep his mouth no, shut no. I was, I'm impressed I'm very impressed and I, by stinking I mean I'm impressed by that. No, she means that in the best way. I do. Yeah. He, uh, we get a lot of dead actors in the studio, man. I mean, we had... Um, we do. Brandon, 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 Brandon. When he was here, same. I wasn't here for that. I would have gotten it out of him. You you may have. You, you may but have. I was, uh, I'm, I'm no, no, no. I'm telling you. Peter, when he was here, you guys could check that out on iTunes. No, Peter was silent for a reason, and I think that's why he plays his character so amazingly, because I think that he really does so much simply with his his presence yes. and not with his words. So he's had, you know, what, nine episodes, ten episodes to practice, let alone season one. That's true. So that's what he did 
when he came in the After Buzz studio, he just practiced being a silent commando. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of pissed. I, yeah, I know. We're <laughs> kind of pissed. We're all kind of pissed yeah. and impressed at the well, same time. You know, exactly. Because we you totally. can't talk about it. We so. took the bait. We, yeah. took, we took the, the bait. bait. Good and, job, yeah. Peter. But he, he, but he died, more importantly, he died like a soldier. He died like a true uh, second mass sure. resistance fighter. So, you well, know, just I, like Jamil, it was a good death. Uh, I was yes. kind of hoping that. A noble that, death. Uh, I was kind of hoping that the tweets that they were sound were like red herrings. You know, well, and you can do that, of yeah, course, too. I, I, honestly, I was a little surprised um, that they were let go before the finale. That that oh. the uh, yeah that that they were, oh that their contracts they, were let go before the finale. No, 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 that the, that no, no, no. That the tweets went out before the oh, finale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was really, really surprised that you know the production team would allow it. That yeah. it's like, what are you guys doing? You can't. So, anyway. yeah, me too, me too. Because I thought. You know, knowing the guy that um, I'm so bad on names right now. I'm sorry. Um, the producer, Graham Yost. Graham Yost. He loves to throw those curves at you. Like, oh, you like this guy? Well, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I, I actually was expecting one of the key players to go tonight. Yes. Didn't happen. Well, they so. told us that 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 someone was going to die tonight, and so right. You know. Die, die, right. die, die, die. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so. One of the early scenes, we see Anne and Lourdes. They're very happy. They're talking about going back out on the battlefield. And suddenly, Anne's puking in the sink. Yeah. That, that raised quite, a, uh, quite an uproar from our little group here. Bad, I did not see that coming. Bad strawberries. Bad, bad strawberries. strawberries. And oranges. Right. <laughs> and or- exactly. Yeah, I didn't see that. Although, look what happens when you give them nice furniture and a place to lay down. Yeah. Something's going to happen. Exactly. Listen, they had the, the, they had the nice room when they first got there, so see what happens. They got the honeymoon suite. Mm-hmm. Honeymoon I guess suite. it worked. It, yes. it did work. They worked it out. It did work. Sure. So her pregnant, and that, um, that really kind of brings up a whole lot of stuff, which, I mean, we might as well just talk about how they talk talked about it in the end of the episode because it's not like it's a surprise um so being pregnant there's Anne hanging in the skitter thing that we're going right. to talk about a lot a little bit later um and the cattle prod yeah. comes up to her karen brings the cattle prod up to her and boy that just made tom melt yeah. immediately because he knew she was pregnant i just Found thought that was, was such a great way for him to find out yeah through karen who he just can't stand and to have that information come from her a moment where you should share it you know like oh my god you know we're going to be one would hope and and she's you didn't know and she was just like just savoring the fact that she could twist it even more with tom and you know i'm sorry you you know that if they had not been saved what she could have done with that and how she could have tormented what karen could have done yeah with that information and just oh it would have been bad I mean, I think that every single one of us, one of us at that moment had some type of loud moment of reaction. Yeah, we did. And can I just say, I said this in the room when we were previewing it. Did anyone see Seven? Because that was the same line from Seven when Kevin Spacey told Brad Pitt yeah. that Gwyneth Paltrow was pregnant. Yeah. It was the same exact line he tonight on know. the show. You didn't know. He that reaction, know. I was like, wait, yeah. this is like deja vu right now. Yeah. But all of us had the same reaction tonight. I mean, it, it, I... I was wondering how it was going to go down just because um, Karen had that electric, you know, what was the piece called? It's the electrical. I called it a cattle prod, but I don't know what they were calling it. Well, whatever that piece is, when she walked up to Anne, I mean, I literally started shaking. I I, I didn't know what was about to happen. And I was like, oh, God, is she going to lose the baby? You know, all these things start going in my mind. And then the fact that then it was revealed to Tom that, of course, she's pregnant and Karen 
of course puts her heads up head up to her stomach and is like oh oh yeah you know she had that whole sense so. and, and I think it's also too I completely agree with um, both Daryl and, and, and what Steve just said but I think that more importantly I'm starting to wonder is it the overlord or is it Karen because she's like an evil bad word like I'm, I want to be yeah. like be like she's really demonic and the way she plays it and and we, I think that you know Tamara you said it in, in earlier episodes she does look very angelic yeah right and the way that she even just moves she almost slithers and slides and and it wasn't just that she you know explained or communicated that Anne was pregnant. It was the manner and the way that she just put her ear up against it and then she turned to Tom in that way. It was demonic and I think also it showed that even though she kept saying the overlord simply sees you as a mosquito, it wasn't true or else just like Tom said, just kill me. Mm-hmm. If they're simply gnats, you don't play with a gnat. You don't play with a mosquito. You focus on where it is and once you have it in your sight... You right. kill except it. except right. that the Overlord needed the information of how they discovered. The Overlord That's knows true. that there's a leak, yeah. and he knows, and he knows how important it is. What was interesting to me about it is once the Overlord was destroyed, she didn't stop being captured. Right, she was still literally skittering up the wall. Um, and saying this is not over, so I'm like, going, wait a minute! I thought and, that was the control, I and thought that's that was my the point. main guy, and that's exactly my point. So, yeah, is it Karen or is it someone above Karen that is still running the show? Yeah, because it's interesting when she in the past when she's been channeling or translating for the Overlord, it's been very clear when she's talking and when exactly. it's talking, and it was definitely more enmeshed this time, mm-hmm. and it was a little more difficult to figure out where you know where it was, well, it was coming, coming from, from, which it makes felt it like much, Karen much more difficult and I makes agree. her much more sinister. Exactly. She's probably one of the darkest characters really on on the show. I, mm-hmm. mean, I completely is. agree. Mm-hmm. Well, she's she's going to be the nemesis. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, she's coming back for season three because you don't scale a wall like that. That's true. And not come back. <laughs> and, and can you imagine if we could get her on the Olympic team? <laughs> and, oh, God. And, and, and seriously, though, but even, even in that scene, she was the one who was the aggressor. And the overlord was in the background. For him to be the military leader of the whole entire eastern coast and the fact that Tom has shot him, you would have thought that he wanted to potentially look Tom eye to eye. So even though he can't communicate directly, he still be in in being in the background. That showed his fear. And I think to me, it showed that the second mass was doing exactly what they're supposed to do, which Mm -hmm. is be a nuisance. Yeah. Yeah, which is being a nuisance. But, you know, one of the things we've talked about several, several times is how the skitters communicate, right? Mm-hmm. And more importantly, even how the second mask communicates. Well, one of the amazing things here at After Buzz TV that we have, and, and for some of you, how you listen to us, is on iTunes via our podcast. So one of the things that you can do to help communicate with us is you can go on iTunes and you can check out our After Buzz podcast for Falling Skies, and you can rate and you can comment. We read everything. We read your comments. We read suggestions. We we especially love when you guys talk about plot points because it helps us do what we do better. And even though this is the finale, we're still going to continue to talk and we're going to obviously be back for season three because, I mean, that cliffhanger was ridiculous. So, again, rate, comment, but more importantly, tell a friend. Tell a friend that they're a podcast. Tell a friend about After Buzz. Tell a friend about Falling Skies. But rate and comment and let us know what you think because we want to know because it makes us better. And the applause. <laughs> and they have an app. They have an app for everything. So they have an app for that. So check it out. All right, let's talk about the brothers, Ben and Hal. 
Matt as well, but Ben and Hal had a had a pretty big arc in mm-hmm. this in this episode tonight. So it started off with um, you know Ben translating and and a little ways in telling. Uh, Hal that he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. he's going off into the world because he's got he's got things to he's do. Good, he yeah. needs to save the world. You know, I th- what I found interesting is when when Ben first showed up again when they're he has to do the translation. The it was a different Ben. Yeah. You know, up to this point, he's always been kind of reticent about showing this part of him. But this time, he was really part of that team and and just was like, "Here we go. Are you ready?" And just. You know, allowed it to happen, and then afterwards he kind of came back, and the dad gives him like a thumbs up. That was good, and everything. Yeah, yeah th- that was interesting. Go ahead. No, I was going to say what I enjoyed about it is that we've gone back and forth as the episodes have, have, have occurred. That their relationship has reached its peak; it's gone down, it's gone back up. Tonight, we really saw once again that they, at the end of the day, are brothers, and they still love each other, mm-hmm. and still have the same mission to help each other. You know, and right. and, and as brothers, and we, even the way that how handled Ben tonight, we saw that that relationship is still very genuine, and they still are on the same plane. So that's what I enjoyed tonight because it actually, you know, we like I said, we've been seeing the last couple of weeks, they've been going back and forth and how not trusting Ben so much, but we actually saw tonight that he still loves his brother. Yeah, and they're both really paying attention to you know, earlier episodes, especially season one, it was a lot about the family unit, about sticking together, about making sure we're taking care of each other, and that's still absolutely present, but then there is this other layer of we have a bigger mission Mm -hmm. and, and we do have to sort of take care of 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 a job. We have a job to do while we're here and right. that's going to affect our relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. They apologize to each other that but then nice. realize that there's this this bigger yeah. goal that we have to address and have to have to it, take it, into it, effect. It was two worlds colliding when Hal found Ben at the bridge. Yeah. It was and I really felt like Ben was kind of like, What are you doing here? You know, this is my world now. Yeah. Why are you invading me? Mm-hmm. And uh I, that was when they apologized. It, that was how the two teams can fight together. You know how the skitters and second mass can fight together. So I, I've, I thought they did a really good job of having that tension there of of having you know okay you, you apologizing doesn't mean either one of us was really wrong and it mm-hmm. certainly doesn't mean I'm coming back. But very cool of you to do that. And, and it, I think there were oh I'm sorry Sophia oh no the only thing I was going to say is that's I think why he's very specific. He's like I apologize for my part. Right. Mm. That was a very brother-like apology. Right. It, yeah. And what I was going to say is, too, I finally am starting to see that they are going to utilize Ben a little bit more. Because I've complained about in the past episodes that he's not utilized. This guy is right in there with the skitters. So why not utilize his skills to get to the mission that you want? Tonight, I saw that maybe it's starting to turn around a little bit. Obviously, Tom believes in his son. And I think that it's trickling down a little bit more in the second mass group that they're starting to see a little bit that Ben is not a threat. He he is right. there to help everybody else. They laid it one in. Yeah. Uh, when they're coming in, he's. Yeah, I didn't know he could draw. Either did I. So, right. so there's stuff that's. You know, they're they've already laid in. There's there's things that he'll be able to do that will surprise evidently him as well. Yeah. But I but I think also part of it comes down to everyone else's reaction. I think that they're now very much in a different place. And I think even being in Charleston, they're definitely picking sides. And I think mm-hmm. that when when they literally formed a human barricade around the skitters as the second mass, I think that they were very much choosing sides. And so I think they're realizing. They now live in a new reality, and that new reality is is that 
you have harnessed children and that you either have to choose to accept them or not. And I've said this, you know, throughout the course of of the storyline, even when Bressler says, oh, my kid was killed by a skitter. Yeah, everyone had people killed by skitters. Like, get over it to a certain extent. But if you would stop and listen and realize everyone has the potential to be harnessed, but we would all hope that someone would give us the option that if we choose to still stick with humanity, that we'll do so. And I think that's even why at the bridge, when he mentioned, no, I tried to sleep upside down, like I'm still a human after all. Like he was (laughs) being funny, but I think he was being serious. Like, no, dude, I really tried it. (laughs) It didn't work. You know, so I thought it was I thought it was great. great There's been some moments where I kind of scratched my head in this um well, in this series, but in this episode as well, why would it be so hard for the military guys to not believe there could be a revolution within the Skitters? I mean, I think that's a great question. Any military historian would say, well, actually, it's a pretty common thing that you always are going to have, generally speaking, get it what I did generally, um, you're going to have that branch. And why is it so difficult? No, I don't believe we're going to kill them and everything. I'm like, It's because they're not historians. And I think that's the problem is at the end of the day, and I don't know if this is a proper word, I don't know if it's bifurcated, but we have the military is being piecemealed together, right? So at the end of the day, you don't have the full line of command. And and military isn't simply like might is right. You have military that's might is right. And then you have your technical or military analysts. And Mm -hmm. military analysts are a completely different species, pun intended, than people who are like gun, 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 guns, guns, guns. And so I think that's what they're missing. And that ironically is why Tom is so important. And that's why the partnership between Tom and Weaver is is literally at the core of this series because it really shows you what can happen when you have someone who's a historian and understands how humans react and how we have reacted and then you kind of join that with someone who has the military presence that Weaver does, not only in the field, but also as a leader. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that's what the other resistance movements, that's what they're missing. They're missing that duality of a Weaver and a Tom Mason. And I agree. And I also think that they're just scared. And I think that they want to keep the group in a centralized compact way of thinking that they're afraid to even have anyone else think outside the box outside yeah. of those things but I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Exactly because you're right they need to think it. I mean yeah there's well, always been a resistance and that's a pretty typical military response is you know you you give orders you take orders and that's there's no room for creativity right. really um, but but you know I, I I get your point and and I think that that's a, a fair point to make that uh, you know Weaver's kind of a seasoned guy and <laughs> the, the second mask comes in to applause. The second mask comes mm-hmm. in, your reputation precedes you. They, they lay out the fact that there is respect and a history with the second mask, mm-hmm. except when they're going, no, you don't matter. And it's mm. it's kind of a you know schizophrenic take on how to approach the second mask. They are either these guys that have done this and may know what they're talking about, or they're just the luckiest bunch of guys ever that right. somehow waltzed through every battle that they had and, and ended make it up out alive and just kind of found their way to Charleston. Mm-hmm. So at those moments, I'm like going, guys, you know, just figure out a better way that you can still have your ground. I understand how the plot needs to work, but there's a better way that you can have both of those arguments strong. Like, you know, um, Arthur's argument about, look, I'm trying to create this. Sorry if I went over this way, but, mm-hmm. you know, right. the, the means are important or right. the ends justify the means. Right. Um, I I just want to finish up about the brothers. So in the end, Ben and Hal are, you know, Ben and Hal come back. They're greeted by Matt and Tom. Oh, Mm -hmm. lovely. And and Matt says, you're staying, right? And and Tom's like, no, no, no. He's got important work to do. And Ben says, yes, I am. Yeah. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tom was very surprised by that answer. He was. So what do you guys think that's about? I think it's because his guardian is dead. I mean, I think that... I, I definitely think that Ben felt like he had a mission that superseded everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day... He was going with his guardian because his guardian is his guardian. Like, right. And and I think that especially because he feels like he's an outsider. I think that with the second mass banding together around the skitters, I think that A, he finally feels like he belongs. B, I think that his guardian, his leader is dead. And I think that he realizes that maybe this next phase of his mission, he needs to come home. He's now trusted and they literally need to band together. And I think that's why it was important. The scene with Hal at the bridge, almost as a precursor to show when he was like, we made a great team. I think he needed to be reminded of that. And I think that, you know, not to be corny, but when you lose someone close to you, I think that what's important goes to the forefront, and I think that by losing his guardian, he realized that his family, his human family, is more important to him than he potentially thought. So it's almost like he, he's he's a little bit lost and coming back to get his bearings as well as as come back to the people who might need him? Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the transition. No? I, I just didn't see it. No. I, I didn't see anything that happened in the episode where I went, that was the moment where he says, I'm going to abandon this right. and go back to the second mass. Because not all of the skitters died in, right. the, in the rebellion. There's still kids out there. So I just never saw the transition from when you first came in as translator and basically number two guy, I think, to the Red Eye Skitter. Pretty much, yeah. He held the guy, the skitter. But, but what we're not talking about is when he was having his moments with the skitter. Mm-hmm. And he, Red Eye, yeah. I guess. And he says, yeah. I know. I know. And he did not share that with anybody evidently not sharing information runs in the family Mm -hmm. um so there may be a reason why he's coming back because it caught his dad off guard tom said no he's got important things to do tom assumed he was going to go back he said no i'm coming back so uh, it probably has something to do with what the skitter told him yeah i thought that was was a great scene too it was it was it I know you're a softie. Did it yes. make you tear up a yes. little bit? Because it did me. Yes. It did me, yeah. I was like, oh. I just wouldn't know which appendage to hold when he was dying. It would be like, what, how many? You've got eight. Do I go? Which one do I hold here? I thought it was fascinating, though, the way you know we instantly had compassion for yeah. the skitter because he obviously had a connection with Ben and then connected with... Tom a little bit at the end there and and yeah I mean I I knew you were I knew you were tearing up because yeah. I knew because I was I was like oh yeah yeah, yeah I, good. I take a piece <laughs> yeah. of all three of what you guys are saying I mean I, I actually thought that the one of the reasons that Ben is staying is because of some type of communication that he did have with the red eye and it was obviously like we were saying it wasn't revealed but there had to be something that made him change his mind or or, or his viewpoint of why he needed to stay so that's that's what I took it something mm-hmm. happened took, something yeah. happened between yeah. that communication yeah and, and this is a little bit off topic but it's not um, the whole co- concept that they mentioned that the overlords are really called Esfani yeah. Yeah, and that the mechanism that? in which they communicate is that because ju- you said this on several several occasions and even you know and this is going to feed into our next topic of how they communicate yeah. and so that that overlord was the central communication hub for the eastern coast the mm-hmm. military presence but more importantly they don't really have computers so they're they're not able to communicate unless they're you know, within a certain geographic area of one another, and that's when the spikes light up, and that's why the skitter resistance couldn't come in first because they would hear them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was genius that we're thinking that they're so much more advanced than they really are, and that's why they obviously need to harness as many people as they can because then you have a broader like matrix network. network thank you of communication. Yeah. yeah. 
That's well, true. and they're 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 somewhat crippled as well. So we yeah. are seeing. We've talked about how you know if they're so smart, they should they would have taken over the the planet already. Yeah. And they've got they've they've got a certain amount of crippling situations as well. Let's let's talk about the mission because it's that was the really the most important thing of the whole um, episode. So you know we begin with. Martial law, and then we don't have martial law anymore, and then we do. Okay, <laughs> they worked out a compromise. Yeah. <laughs> martial, really hard rules. I think. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't know, sheriff law. Um, that kind of felt weird to me how how they locked him up and then didn't. I think that they just needed to add a little time. There the was a couple of things in that that felt weird to me. One of them was I wanted to see a conversation as short as it might have been between Tom and Arthur, like what the f? Or, dude? Earlier exactly. in the episode, yeah. you know? I, agree I mean, with you. Yeah. you you were kind of a you know, uh, d bag yes. back then, and yeah, yeah. You, you know, you need at least you know an apology, something that Arthur he, he could have easily started. I'm sorry, I got out of control. I didn't know where I was, but just to sit down and go, "Hey, dude, how's it going?" It's like, "Come on, man, you should be angry with this yeah. guy." He's he was like he wanted. He, he wanted you gone. I agree with you, Steve. That was one of the points I was going to bring up. It really bothered me actually that Tom and and Arthur's transition was not this this crazy explosive thing because after we saw last week's episode, uh-huh. it was all that drama around it. He basically betrayed Tom pretty much, and Completely. then tonight they're back to being boys. I'm yeah. like, wait, what? Where? What happened? And without an apology. And, without and I an think apology. that's what Steve is saying. Is I like totally. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. And, and I think that it would have been different if if even Arthur had said, like, oh, my goodness, like, I think that because we've been underground, because, we, you know, I've been spending so much time focusing, like, I really lost my head. Even if he had actually made a dictator reference yeah. and, and, and actually explained how human beings can go that route if they if they lose focus of the whole, if they lose focus of the entire you know, what they're actually fighting for. But I completely agree with you. It was just kind of like, oh, it was over. But yeah. at the same time, just stepping back, what I actually pissed me off is they're still in war. They don't have time to lock up the second mass. Like, part of me was like, oh, my goodness. Yes. I actually, there was a small part of me that wanted them to, like, lock up the entire second mass and then for the aliens to come and attack and everyone was gone except for the second mass. Because, <laughs> no, but seriously, because it's literally like they're acting like this is normal and it's a normal day and some kids stole something from the candy store and we're gonna lock them up in county jail we we don't have that we don't have that 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 the luxury the luxury thank you so much and i think that's why you know when the alarm went off i almost thought that bressler was gonna kind of go get back in your cell and that would have i would have gone (laughs) you know what i mean and obviously no they ran up and you know joined you know and that's when the skitters came and ben was there but yeah yeah, I, is, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. It, the whole back and forth, do the mission, don't do the mission, it didn't make any sense to me. Like, I really look, did think they just needed to add time to the episode. <laughs> That's what I it felt think, like to me. I think so. I point. think they, because seriously, what do you have to lose? You, you got a group of guys that are going, look, we'll do this. Volunteering for yeah. a suicide yeah. and, mission, and effectively. And we kind of know what we're doing here. Whatever their argument was didn't seem to be strong enough to... To, to justify the back and forth. Mm-hmm. I think it was either an editing or a writing thing or, you know, maybe they figured we're going to, you know, we got too much in the cave. Yeah. You know, we got to cut some of this down. But I think they could have trimmed that out quite a bit. I felt, I felt the same you way. You know, it only needed one beat. Yeah. Of standing up to the general. And then if you carry that through, there was not really any sort of big, you know, I mean, I wanted, I wanted when they come back, I want someone to just take a pop at that guy. I completely agree. You know, Wrestler. As you walk by, yep. just- you're such a dick yeah because also too you kind of can't half step as a military leader you can't basically you know institute a coup 
which is like <laughs> the worst thing says. you can do, right? And then back down so quickly. So either go, you know, balls out or don't. And I think yeah. he's just wishy-washy. So even when, you know, in, in the episode, in, uh, last week's episode, when uh, I think it was, is it Jim? I can't remember the... the Jim. Jim. Yeah. When Jim was like, when are you going to grow a pair? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he obviously right. hasn't. And I think that's why he's so wishy-washy. Yeah. But once again, it goes back to my point. They're operating off of fear. So Very well said. They're not... <laughs> they're not using the mind frame that they should be using because everything is based off of fear. Fear and hubris. I mean, yeah. the general yes, was yeah. not about to let a bunch of ragtag True. guys True. from Second Mass tell him how to run his army. True. Because he's a general, he's earned that. So, and again, if that was his argument, I would have liked to seen that a little more as opposed to I'm just angry at skitters. True. So that's true, I and it, it, it's funny though. Just something you said sparked something in my head. Right in that scene, right before he ordered them to go kill like all the skitters that mm-hmm. were obviously at the bridge, there was a moment when the camera shot to pro- presumably his second in command, where I thought his second in command was going to actually go with the resistance. Hmm. I feel when like Bres- that would when Bressler had that second conversation. Do you exactly? Mean? Okay. Because I feel like. Just like you said, if the second mass has this reputation that precedes it, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, when they walk in, there's applause. When they come back, obviously, from the mission, that there's applause. I wanted somebody to go with them who wasn't part of the second mass. Mm-hmm. I feel like the second mass either it needs to grow or evolve. Mm-hmm. They came to Charleston and they had the option of of assimilating into Charleston community. That wasn't going to happen. Now they're going to leave. There needs to be they need to add one or two players. Like somebody needs to join with them because they're I mean, obviously this amazing resistance team. There but, has to be other humans who want to fight. But well, they may, you know, come across people out on the road too. Okay. So, you know, I, I my to not, you know, hit predictions yet, but I think they're probably done with Charleston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, based on what Oh, happened. well. well yeah. But anyway, we're, we're getting, we're getting <laughs> Actually, off now of, I take it well, back. But, I was so, like, maybe not. Stop, 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 yeah. stop. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sophia. Okay. Oh, so, go, go ahead. ahead. No, oh, no, 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 I was going to say. Just so, don't give a prediction. No, I won't give a prediction. Okay. Sorry. But, Sophia, what I was going to say is you may get what you asked for because technically the how transition at the end with the worm in the eyeball may be the transition that you're looking for because now we don't know what team he's going to be on because of this whole thing with the skitter or Karen implementing that worm into his his eye through the kiss. That wench. I know, right? She's such a pain. Oh. Man, I, I, that's why all I have to say is Sarah Carter. She's awesome. Ben like, she you. literally, you know what I mean? Like, no, but serious, because she was like this. Because, it, again, and that's why, just going back real quick, that's why I think that that Karen Karen's a, literally a special breed. Yeah. I agree with you that there could be someone over her, but I think that she actually... I don't know. I think she's fully melded with her harness. Like mm-hmm. I think she she's not she's, she's not being controlled. Rogue? She's not rogue, but I think she's now officially whatever that stage is in between Skitter and Overlord. I think she falls in there. Okay. I think she's not necessarily taking commands from an Overlord any more than any of the other Overlords are. She's become one with her harness. That's her. It feels too, just like you were saying, There's, you can tell when she's clearly speaking from the skater and when yeah. it's her. And yeah. she was having a girl-on-girl moment, she like, was. I'm going to show you. She was. And that's exactly why she did it. Oh, she yeah. gave him a little extra. She gave him a lot Literally. Extra. Yeah. So, yeah, they're in the caverns. Yeah, the caverns, yes. Chatting up a storm. <laughs> I think that's how I'm they like deal going, with fear. Yeah, well, I'm also thinking, you guys are saying mass. You should know that if you're going into a, you know, into an ambush, 
you might not want to talk to I agree. Them. Yeah, but they were doing their preparation to I, die conversations. That's what I, I was I was know, like, yep, those are you know the what? preparation to dies. They could have done a little quieter. Yeah. I agree to with you. To kind there, of Steve. amp up the whole thing like, oh my God, we don't know where we are. Um, and the other thing, <laughs> well, I had two comments on this. First of all, I think with with Ben's ability to now draw, they might have been able to figure out what they were going to blast into and maybe have a plan before they did the blast instead of run in and go, okay, Here, put now, the C4 out. Here's, here's what we're going to do really quickly. Again, I get it. I get the reason, you know, put all of the tension right in the moment and all that sort of stuff. I got But that. it did seem a little silly. I, it, I, I, it did, I you know, it did kind of, it was clunky. And the other thing I had is what the hell happened to Pope? Yeah, oh, just gone. Oh, that's a Goodness. good point. He went on vacation. What? I mean, right. I'm watching this and going, okay, everyone's getting their battle oh, face on. And the Berserkers. The Berserkers are back. Right. I thought good Berserkers point. were going to come in, blast Giant firestorm. To save everybody. And no, it's the Skitters. And I'm like, well, what the? Where, where did you guys right. go? Oh, I yeah, think that right. was editing. I think, Steve, you're totally. Because they, right. they were ready. They yeah. were getting ready to go. They said something to Weaver. They were on board. Here's what I thought and was going to happen. back with them. Here's yeah. what I thought was going to happen when he goes, yeah, you're driving. I thought during the course of the battle, yeah. either Pope or Lyle was going to take out Tech. Just as a get back. Just as a, you know. Oh, and, no, 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 no. I didn't know that. I thought, I thought I Lyle that. was going to okay. just turn around because Graham Yost likes to kill people off. And, I'll, and I was thinking, okay, is it, is it really just die or is somebody else going to get it? But I but, think Tector's too important for the group, for the berserkers right and now. Lyle, okay, I'm and telling Lyle. you guys. Graham yeah. Yost, Likes you gotta to kill trust people. me. Just, just watch. Justify. It could have been Lyle. It could have been Pope. Lyle doesn't have the literally doesn't have the cojones. Like Lyle is like a gentle giant. You know what I mean? Like right. even think about it. The last episode when when Maggie saw them and they came in, like he saluted. Like he he just follows along. Except, I don't think he has any. Except chutzpah. that they except that they gave time to that scene. They gave time of of yes, him coming they back. Mm. They gave time of like, what are we gonna do with you? And he turns to him and goes. You're going to drive. So that was important enough to put in there. But don't you think, see, and it's funny, and I, I actually agree with you, and I just don't want it to be true. So that's why I'm kind of like trying to figure out another option. No, I'm really trying to, like, as I'm talking, I'm thinking. But I really think that part of it is he was basically saying, like, driving to a certain extent is important. Again, think about the last driving scene. The last driving scene was with Weaver, and that's mm-hmm. when Weaver basically turned him back into a military guy. So right. maybe him driving is turning him back into a berserko. And I think that it was a necessary transition, or it was a necessary shift, because I think that the actual physical putting on the uniform, he was putting on that other life. And in that other life, there is no room for emotion. Right. And I think that it it was valid. He was like, no, he, he was going to kill you. So I shot you in, in the shoulder to save you and that's it. we have to make split decisions as a military man and I think he said he's like but I'm done with that he knows where he's comfortable he had that moment with Weaver which is I think what he needed to have for the whole now they're back to being the second mass because at that moment that was precursor to them being part of Charleston now they're back to being second mass yeah. So where the hell did they go? <laughs> that's a, that's did, a lingering question. Did they question. take the wrong turn? <laughs> did they not get Ben's map? What the hell happened to that's the a Pope good point. on the season finale? Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and one more thing. In the preview, they had Pope's in. Good job, gentlemen. You dropped it just right in the middle of a coup. Mm-hmm. They they featured him in the preview. No, you're so right. 
Yeah, Damn, Graham, like why don't you call in and tell us what happened to the berserkers? Seriously. Well, and you know, I, I think it's odd because this this season finale was actually quite simple from yeah. a story standpoint. And um and I wonder if that is just because, you know, there was there was some cleaning of house mm-hmm. on Falling Skies in the in the uh, writing department this, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the season going into season three. And so I wonder if it was just kind of like we gotta tie these ends up real quick because I'm taking over in season three, Renee Abouchon, and you know, I'm going to make it just go the way I need to have it go. Because, I, you know, there weren't the layers, there weren't those secondary surprises and things that you normally see in any show like this, never mind the fact that it's a finale, you know? Right. So that, that kind of surprised me. And if you're going to be planting a seed for something later, that was... That that was an awful lot of screen time for something that we're not going to see until 2013. Right. It, with a character who I can't imagine is going to be that important. Right. So I, I was so, a little I mean, confused. I, I tend to agree with That's you, true. Steve, on that. But, yeah. I, you know, we're kind of all watching the cl- clock here a little bit. Do we have – are we still going on this? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. We have a little more to do on this, yeah. Okay. Keep going. Um, well, uh, I just – that was actually my only point. Oh, that was your main point. Except I really want the outfit of the last guy we saw. I thought that was really cool. Oh, I know. Okay, well, so, but Tom, okay, so there's the big the big battle scene. There's yeah. firepower. There's C4 going off. The overlord gets bludgeoned to death with his own damn cattle prod. Yeah. Yep. The knife. That Tom. The knife sword. I was literally acting it out as yeah. Tom was smashing him. Yeah. Yeah. I was standing up. Going like this yeah. again, though I was really thinking it must it had to have been a bigger battle between Tom and the Overlord. I mean, you know, it should have been a bigger battle. I think is what it you're should saying. have been yes. a bigger battle. I think you know the Overlord had one more weapon you didn't know about, or or there was a moment, and it just kind of seemed like there was no ramification of this, you know, ultimate destruction of the Overlord. It didn't seem to affect Karen, right? And and the idea was, look. You do this and you throw everything in chaos. Chaos was the word they used, yeah. Well, then now you get this delivery of these other guys that are showing up. And it's like, well, if it's chaos, good help, guys. We've already taken care of the heavy lifting. Yeah, come on in. And once again, it wasn't revealed the conversation between the overlords and Tom. We still are waiting for that final response. I guess yeah. we're never going to get it. Uh, I know, I'm disappointed not. by I'm actually, that. I, I thought sure probably that not. it would be revealed tonight, so I guess so I have I. to say sayonara to that reveal. Yeah, but, you know, it's, I don't know, i got nothing for you on that one. Um, okay, uh, we actually, I was just given a, n- a note that we have more time, so, oh. let's, so let's talk a little okay. more. Okay. Uh, okay uh, the, I, we touched on it a little bit, but Ben and the, the eye scorpion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just knew there was something how? weird about. How? I mean, excuse how? me, I That's beg your pardon. Like, how? Yeah, okay. and the um, that kiss from damn Karen. Mm-hmm. You know, we were yeah. we were all concerned she was going to do something really nasty, and right. then she kisses him, and that was confusing. And then we find out it's a stinking eye scorpion. But it's weird because yes. she's walking in there saying, "You're all gonna die." Yeah, and then she kisses him. And gives him the eye scorpion, mm-hmm. which you're kind of thinking, well, what good is an eye scorpion and a dead guy? Oh, Steve. So either she's lying to somebody or we had a little glitch in the get along there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, because he kind of just collapsed after the kiss. Uh-huh. Um, I, he might have been embarrassed, but I think it was the eye scorpion. <laughs> oh, and come to find and out. And again, isn't it great when they get a little bit more in the budget? 
Yes. Yeah. Right underneath the skin. And then, and then like everyone's like going, trying to reach it off his, of his cheek. Like, don't just, let it get in your ear. Don't, ow. And then, and then kind of that, he did such a good job of like, Whatever this is feels good. Yeah, the look yeah. on his oh, face. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And, and then and then he and then he just hardens up right away. It's like, oh, and, that and thing is in deep. No, I thought I thought this scene, I thought everything about the scene was amazing. The only thing that irked me a little bit is I was like, why is he by himself? Like, that didn't make sense to me. There'd be no way that they would leave him on his own. Especially when she says, I'll keep an eye on him. Exactly. She said, I'll keep an eye on him. I mean, he's, he's oh, for all intents and purposes, he's in a coma, but they don't know, there's nothing wrong with him, right? right? Which seems All his very, vitals are fine. Uh, which seems very Skitter-like, right? right. So the mm-hmm. fact that they kind of, no one thought anything of it. Like, let's just monitor him and watch him put someone on him, even if it was like Lourdes or I don't know, anyone, just for 24 hours. Yeah. However, not only did I think he played that scene so amazingly and... And, and the way he looked in the mirror, part of me also, there was a part of me that was like, he was like, oh, now, like, I can take Ben. There was, mm. Because I I still think that even though they had that moment mm. where they were like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, too. You know, I'm the little brother. I'm supposed to be a nuisance. There's still how, as the older brother, as the alpha male in the dynamic prior to the alien invasion, he was the stronger brother. Mm-hmm. And he has had to play second fiddle to Ben. Why? Yep. Because of this technology. Mm-hmm. And there was a part of him that when I watched it, I thought, oh, he's like, oh, now I feel it. Yeah. Like and and he liked it. He liked how that felt because ironically, of the two of them, only Ben is intellectually capable of handling that technology. Because because he's the thinker. Ben is the thinker. Ben is the analytical oh, yeah. one. Ben right. is the emotional sure. one. So he can actually reason through how being just grr, 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 like kind of might is right with that technology. You end up it's going to be bad. Well, and one <laughs> it's going to be actually, really bad. One thing I thought of is it's going to be part of sort of my prediction too, but maybe the overlord's plan is to take down all of Tom's family. So they have been. The next is obviously how. And, and they might even have Tom and, and that we don't Tom know about. That we don't know about. Yeah. And then there's Matt. You know, uh, it could be part of the overall plan for the Overlord. Just but you infiltrate. have to remember what the skitter told the guys. The important part of this mission was once that Overlord is gone, it goes into chaos because that overlord takes over this huge section of the military. That's why they needed to get this guy. Right. And um, so it's it's kind of like, okay, all of the stuff that you laid out should be in shambles, especially since you've just blown up one of their huge weapons. Yeah. So – you know, I, I think they're going to have to do some cleaning up at the beginning of season three. Yeah, I think I so. Definitely. I think so. Well, so we ended with Tom and Arthur having this conversation, and Tom basically declares, I have to fight. So he's setting his intention mm-hmm. for next season. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have this new alien come in, and we're left with ally or enemy. Right, yeah. Tom. And, and, but you guys said in the room. Yes. You, you guys picked something up. I didn't pick it up, but you, Absolutely you guys Absolutely, I up? did. I mean, because it, it looked like acknowledgement. Like, it looked like he either knew him before, and it definitely didn't look like fear. It looked like knowing. We're talking about Tom's face. Oh, sorry, yeah. yes. We're talking about Tom's face. I, that's what I saw. Yeah, I, absolutely. I just saw Tom going, that's the coolest suit I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, that's I, so I, funny. I, You're I such a dude. <laughs> I have a totally different read on that. For me, it was recognition and, and some sort of connection Connection as opposed to fear. Hmm. I What's your t- I took a totally different prediction on that one or thought on that one when the, when the whatever the new skitter overlord when type the sky of fell sp- sky yeah. fell species <laughs> came down. I actually took it as the smile from the alien as saying, "Hey, I'm I'm friendly." 
like ease up. Like you don't right. have to shoot me. I'm I'm the friendly one here, and I'll I'll explain why. Oh, one second. Yeah, but you saw that thing smile. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, and I saw it too. You I saw it too. I saw it. Oh my god! I wouldn't say a smile. It's a smirk. A smirk. It was a smirk. So you My interpretation of that smirk was that hey, I'm not threatening. Like let's take a moment and I will explain this season three. That just went. I didn't get any of that. We need to work on your interpersonal communication skills, Steve. Really seriously. Um, I want to go into news real quick. You got a little news, right? TV news. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I'll just um, quickly. I want to do a shout out to Sabrina Ellis who tweeted me this week. We talked about um, in the you know downstairs in the mall where they were doing the forum last week. There were words on the wall behind, and she pointed it out that that was the fourth verse of the Star Spangled Banner oh. behind them on the wall. Um, and and basically, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you can take a look at it. Um, I'll tweet out the, the address of the lyrics, but it's about free men standing between their loved home and the war's desolation, blessed with victory and peace. May the heaven-rescued land praise the power that hath made and preserved us a nation. So, um, interesting little bit of production design that gave kind of an extra layer to the thing and um, and I love that stuff. I love it. So thank you Sabrina for Yeah, us for the know work that. and the that effort really and all that good. stuff. I appreciate cool. that. What have you got? I have two parts. Um, basically a little bit of information on how the show is ranking. It's still doing very well on TNT. It still has been the number one uh, new uh, series for the summer sci-fi series. Uh, yes. Thank you. Thank you very in much. In the 18 to 49 and 24 25 to 54 category. Uh, Falling Skies has averaged 5.9 million viewers a week this year, so it's doing huge for TNT. Um, We had, of course, Sarah Carter on the show a couple weeks back, and I spoke with her this week, and she said they were all leaving today uh, to go to Vancouver to film until December, so she said that they have some very exciting episodes planned for next year, which they'll be back in 2013, And and Sarah's already actually started tweeting. I saw a tweet that she was already reading uh, episode 301, and she said it is Amazing. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really exciting. She said if you thought back. this season was good, wait till next season. So That's I'm excited. So I can't wait. Hopefully, we can maintain friendships with her and have yes. her come back next Yo, season. Oh, she wants too. to come back for sure. Yay. Yay. Cool. That's all we have for news. That's what yeah? we have. Okay. Let's move on to predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. I predict season three is going to be excellent. Um, and and I don't go out on a limb. I know. Candy. Come I on. I know. Sorry, but I really I was I was kind of reading a lot more of the the background of the things I talked about earlier about the mm-hmm. writing changes and then the showrunner changes and things like that. Um, that and you know without the, nobody was criticizing at all, but they were definitely saying that they were having challenges with season two, kind of getting things on track. And I feel like they're now on track. And I yeah. think season season three is going to be really strong and the kind of show that we expect to see from Graham Yost um, not, I loved season 2 but I think season 3 is going to be really strong because everybody's really settling into their characters and as an audience we're, we're really settling into loving the show so that's I'm just going to give that major prediction. Yeah I, I think just they lame. did have the, the, the sophomore struggles yes. in the season Yes. Uh, okay well my prediction yes, is Steve. that Pope and uh, crew eventually stop and ask for directions <laughs> <laughs> and show up sometime and in show up three. somewhere in season awesome. three i think that's what's going to happen and they'll probably kill skitters on me no i think um and they kind of laid it in already i think what they're going to do maybe is put them back out in the field because that's where the, everything pops it just the energy drops yes. so much when they got to charleston it was like kind of a, like a hey you're here oh, hey we're at the spa yeah we're at the spa everybody mm-hmm. just relax and 
You know, and it just it doesn't serve to their characters to keep them in a room. I, I, I hope you're right with that. I think that's a really good one. What have you got, Sophia? Um, I agree with everything that Tamara and Steve that you guys have already said. Uh, but I also agree because I think they set the groundwork. You know, Anne said she likes the rush of being out in the field. That and was I think, great. That was yeah, great. It was amazing. And I think also even, you know, in, in the last episode, she even says it in terms of the fact that she's a combat doctor. She yes. no longer sees herself as a pediatrician. Yeah. And the way that she has evolved, I think even the fact that Lourdes seems like she has past that first phase of grieving and she's ready to leave. I think they're all ready to leave because I think just like you said, Tamara, they've settled into who they are individually, but more importantly, I think they've settled into who they are as a second mass. Yeah. And I think the second mass is the first line of attack and they know that potentially they are the ones who have to lead this fight on a on a national level and they're ready to do it at whatever cost. They've already lost people that's not going to stop them. Um, so I definitely think that season three is going to be balls out, it's military action, ride. fighting, mm-hmm. second mass. Um, I definitely think that Pope is going to play a major role. So I think that was somewhat maybe a slip up in the last finale, maybe editing. Um, but then I also want to say that technically I think my prediction was kind of right. Oh, which from was- last episode when I said he's going to lose a son. I oh, said yeah, die, right. but he didn't necessarily die, but they got him. They did. And I definitely, like I said, I think they got him in a different way than Ben. I think that Ben being harnessed I'll is completely that. different than how yeah, being I, you harnessed. Definitely, you get points. I, I, so. And I think that was a really smart way for them to do that because I think that was a really cool thing to do is to, is to take one of the kids, but to still leave him. So, yeah. Yeah, points really, yeah you definitely get points. Yeah. What about you for predictions? Um, I have three quick ones. The first one is I think these new alien forms are going to be an alliance for the second mass. I think they're going to nice. help out tremendously. Oh, that'll be exciting if they do that. I think that's oh. going to be part of it. I think that uh, Sarah Carter, who plays Maggie, I think her child will appear in the third season and I also mm. think that um, Anne Glass is going to have a girl oh well that that Look is a prediction you. Do, do you think the baby will go to uh, term I do yeah. I think that he needs a, a girl in that that posse of men that he has. Yeah, there needs that. to be some estrogen Tom, in the second mass. Protective Tom, Tom with the girl. Protective Tom yeah, with yeah. The girl. I'm like Please. I'm like dying here in my seats. Daryl, you're so right. And you know what it was? That weapon was supposed to not have the good the good overlords come. And the fact that they 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 shot it down, it wasn't able to stop them. How it was pointed at the sky, and Ben said it wasn't for us. It was obviously yes. it was a, it was like a, a an beacon. electronic pulse, and it would have stopped them from falling from the sky. So the fact that they they destroyed the weapon, it allowed them to fall from the skies. Right. I'm with you. Oh my god, I'm so excited for season three. Season I can't three, believe we have to write it next We year. don't need it. We're writing it right now. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Daryl, give us your Twitter handle, please. Uh, you can follow me at Daryl Kristen or on Facebook under the same name, D-E-R-R-I-A-L-C-H-R-I-S-T-O-N. Steve. Uh, bottomly Steve on Twitter. Sophia, can- follow me at Twitter, Sophia Stanley. And you can catch me on Twitter at Tamara Berg. Also, my website is TamaraCentral.com. Thanks for joining Fingers us crossed. this Oh, yeah. There's things happening. Yeah. Oh, yay. Watch my Twitter. You'll see. Yep. Um, So thank you for joining us, and we will see you next season for Falling Skies. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. SaveTheSingOff.com. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you.